Good morning. Welcome to the Mr. Ellen Podcast. It is Monday, December 11th, the morning after the Redskins getting slaughtered out in L.A. by the Chargers. I'm your host, Jamie Mottram, and joining me on the phone from the Washington City paper, it's Matt Turrell. Hey, Matt. Hey, Jamie. Uh, well, I thought you'd be thrilled this morning. It doesn't sound like you are, but I thought you would be because the Redskins clinched the inability to have a third straight winning season. Do you know how long I spent trying to figure out if a tie would get them a winning season because I'm an idiot? Like, I seriously, I sat there and, uh, yeah, but you know, it's still in play, Jamie. No. Five and 11. <laughs> Five and 11. Good. Good. Yeah. I'm glad, I'm glad the, uh, ass into the barrel is still in play. That's great. Well, we can play the Spurrier soundbite over and over again, though, which makes it all worthwhile. Well, we can turn out the lights. The party's over. Uh, they can't have – they were out of the playoffs. That was already pretty much a done thing. Now they can't have a winning season. And really the only thing left to play for is is avoiding embar- – like the embarrassment of a 6-10 and slash 5-11 and season. That's pretty much it. Yeah, I, I think that uh, the, the horse has already left the embarrassment barn, Jamie. <laughs> well – I, you know, I can't even care anymore. Like the other day, I was one of those fans. I was one of those fans. I was wearing my little Redskins knit cap with like the ball, the poofy ball on top. I love that sure. hat. I really do. Hat. And uh, somebody struck up a conversation about the skins, you know, which is fine. It doesn't happen all that <laughs> often down here. Uh, don't have too many skins fans around. But then he goes, uh, you know, who do we got this week? And this was like Thursday. Yeah, it was Thursday night. And I had no idea. Oh, man. I had no idea who we were playing. And I was embarrassed because I was one of those – like I hate fans that are like – you'll see a guy in like an Eagles jersey walking around town and like the Eagles are playing at that exact moment. I'm like, you're not a fan. That's right. That's, <laughs> that's right. That's how I felt. Well, I'd l- let me make you uh, feel better. I knew who we were playing except that somehow in my head I thought the game had already happened on Thursday again. And Sunday morning I was like, oh, crap, man. Like, we have to watch that game today, don't we? My friend was like, well, I mean, yeah, it's like a 4 o'clock kickoff. And I was like, God, really thought it already happened. Mm. Um, And you'll be, uh, I'm sure, astounded to hear that the game that happened was uh, no no better and no worse than the game that I thought had already happened. So that was good. By all accounts, it was awful. I say that because I I really didn't watch. So this is this is what this is why I'm like so content when the Redskins just compete in December. Like the last two seasons were a success to me, even though there were zero playoff wins and just one playoff berth. Because both years, like December mattered. And when they lost to Dallas a week and a half ago now, suddenly December didn't matter. And games like this happen where I consent to my family watching Polar Express on the on the main screen. Oh and I've God. got and I've got the Redskins on the like six inch tablet on my lap. Oh my God, that that's an uncanny valley nightmare, Jamie. How do you watch the Polar Express? Un- uncanny valley nightmare. Yeah, man, Polar Express. I just they don't even look like real people. Hi, everyone. <laughs> Welcome to Polar Express Cast. Oh yeah, I forgot about the uncanny valley. That's like the best term, the best design term. <laughs> yeah, oh, you're right. It's a good one. It is disturbing. Yeah, it's it's a nightmare. I'm I'm really <laughs> impressed that you survived that. That's even worse than the Redskins game. Well, yeah, I wasn't really paying attention to either. Um, <laughs> all right, so let's do like a rapid fire round rapid of overreaction, fire. starting with the offense. They scored a touchdown, so that wasn't good. <laughs> Uh, that that was um, that was the best thing they did, right? I mean, uh, w- listen. Well, I mean, just to... I mean, I mean, just totaling one one score was not good. <laughs> oh, I was I, 
I thought I was, I'm just, the glass is half full for me, man. Yeah. They scored a touchdown. Yeah. Uh, I, and I really thought uh, somebody uh, or something named Lashun Daniels, maybe, uh, really um, showed out. That was good. Uh, I really like to see that in the regular season. <laughs> okay. I'm pulling up his player profile because I'm looking at the box score. He, he had two carries for, well, let me start over. It wasn't two carries for 12 years. That's not the notable accomplishment here. The notable accomplishment is there's a player named Lashun Daniels Jr., who is a running back for the Redskins. I had never heard of him until this very moment. He is uh, an undrafted uh, kid from Iowa, 22 years old. I don't know when, I don't know if this is his rookie season. Uh, it appears his player biopic, it, just judging by the jersey, it looks like a Dallas jersey. Um, sure, I mean, it yeah. could be anything. I'm, I'm yeah. curious though, is his name LaShun or LaShawn? Because there's no A, it's just, it's spelled like the word shun. I yeah, seen I assumed name it was Lashun. I, I didn't like hear it. anyone say it. I, I, I also like a good missed... football name. I like it. Yeah, it's a great football name. I missed when he went into the game. So I come up and somebody wearing number 46 with Daniels on the back is running. And it was just straight up like the shrug emoji. Like I had no clue who that was or what they were doing. Mm. I had to I had to Google it. So that did was exciting. It, did he look like Alfred Boris at least? Um. I mean, in that he was wearing a football helmet and football pads. Sure. Well, did, wasn't wasn't Alfred Morris forty six? Yeah, 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 yeah. And I mean, and he had the same number. Maybe yeah. maybe Liddell Betts before him. It's a proud tradition. Yep. Forty six. The random running back who shows up wearing forty six and then plays well. It's, yeah. It's a great tradition. Now Lashun, he just needs to f- fulfill the last part. If Lashun Daniels has a big like final stretch here, is that almost like a Bizarro preseason Hall of Famer? <laughs> well, I think anybody who plays well this entire regular season could be considered a preseason Hall of Famer of sorts. Um, because, that, that I mean, that was what it felt like. You said it, I think, for the last two weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, but it really was true yesterday. It was. It felt like they were – it didn't even feel like they were trying. Uh, it felt like the offense was running plays to see what uh, P. Ryan could do. It felt like just a disproportionate number of plays, uh, some passes and runs going through him until he got injured. Uh, trying to see what Dotson could do, mm-hmm. uh, I, it didn't. It didn't feel to me like they were trying to win the game. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if that was uh, conscious, deliberate choice on that part, but mm, I mean, it's what it looked like watching it. Yeah, bold choice, <laughs> bold strategy. <laughs> well, Jay Gruden's really an innovator. You know, that's that's how I've always thought of him. So, Cousins, his numbers were shit. I mean. This does. This isn't going to help his standing on the free agent market, but uh, I don't know how much it hurts, but it doesn't really help when you go 15 for 27, 150 yards, one touchdown, one interception. Um, it sounded like the offense overall was uh, dysfunctional. How much of that was on Cousins? It's impossible to say. And you know I want to blame Cousins. You know how much fun I have with that. But mm-hmm. uh, there's nobody left. There's no, there's no, there's no, none of the star playmakers are there. The offensive line is a constantly shuffling nightmare mess. I mean, it's the same problems that have been the last two weeks, only more so. So it, even I have trouble blaming Cousins. Like, no, he didn't look good. If our argument is, does he elevate the players around him? I mean, unless these guys are non-functioning football players, then no. Uh, they, they were just as bad as you'd expect them to be. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, you know, who – I don't know. What, what did we expect? What did you – like – that's yes. why you forgot about the game. What did we expect going in? It looked just like this. <laughs> I love how you were like, none of the star players are there anymore. Who are they again? 
that would be Chris Thompson and Jordan Reed uh, okay. in my uh, the okay. ones I was referring to, and Terrell Pryor, who is not perhaps not a star football player, but a star of the Paisano's Pizza commercial. I wonder how like. I think Jordan Reed and Chris Thompson are fine football players and that Terrell Pryor could be, but I wonder how much of like us labeling them as stars is just our own like bias, you know, like those dudes do not matter in the, in the grand scheme of the NFL. Like Jordan Reed, when healthy is one of the best tight receiving tight ends and he's never healthy. Chris Thompson was okay last year and had a really good half season this year as a third down back. Terrell Pryor, whatever. I'm not even going to bother. Like, we don't That's have just because you haven't seen the Basically, my point is, like, we don't have star players, even when we're healthy. And I'm okay. saying we, whatever. <laughs> I, mean, it's, uh, I, I know, man. I know you've got an ownership stake. It's cool. Um, it's, no, they don't. But, you know, in the land of the blind, uh, the goofball child wearing a, a bandana over his eyes is king. Like, those, those guys are what passes for star players on this offense. Um, so, I, this reminded me, this jogged my memory on a point I, I wanted to make was, you know, the Eagles lost Carson Wentz yesterday, and I, you know, I do not want the Eagles to win a Super Bowl, but that sucks. Um, Nick Foles came in, they won the game. The Packers lost Aaron Rodgers, and they are 7-6. and six. Like, the Redskins have had a lot of injuries, and that's been, a, I think, a valid excuse for them, you know, struggling this year and being a middling team. But it is not a valid excuse for whatever the hell happened these past two games. Well, except that the Eagles and Packers going into the season were viewed as good to potentially very good teams. Uh, the Eagles maybe not before the season, but once it was clear that Wentz had, had taken a step. Uh, whereas the Redskins were perceived as an okay t- I mean, you're, you are as excited and optimistic uh, a person as I know in preseason, you were like grudging. You're like, well, nine and seven, maybe 10 and six. If they really, you know, things break right. Uh, things broke totally wrong. So it yeah. all fell apart. You know, the, I, I don't know. Yeah. I, I'm not, I feel like I'm making excuses for them, which I don't mean to do. No, uh, no. I mean, they were an average team. They were an average team average to begin team. with. Yeah. And the injuries made them. <laughs> so five and 11. Um, one other point I want to make while I'm on this, is like mm-hmm. my optimism for this season had a ceiling of 10 wins. Right. Well, uh, maybe, uh, you, know, you know, we could call it 11. Like if we really want to get crazy. I don't think you ever even alluded to 11, but sure. <laughs> let, let, let's, let's be nuts, man. Okay. The Steelers won their 11th game yesterday. They're 11 and 2. And it reminded me of the fact that the Redskins haven't had an 11 win season since 1991. Like, this is just a, like a typical Steelers season. Like, I know Steelers fans that are like, yeah, they're okay. They got problems here and there, whatever, blah, blah, blah. It, they, they're not even that excited. It's 13 games in. They've already won more games this year than the Redskins have in any of the years it, since 91. 26 years. So what I'm hearing you say is that maybe Le'Veon Bell and Antonio Brown are what you would be referring to as star players. Is that accurate? <laughs> right. They have actual stars on their team. Got oh, it. And by the way, another key injury. Arguably their best defensive player down last week, and then they won last night against Baltimore. Yes, although not to be totally insensitive about that, but but there is a way in which an injury can happen where a team is capable of, of channeling it and playing in tribute and honor to the player, which they were very much doing last night. So, yeah, yes, yeah, the, yeah. You, you know, whatever. But the <laughs> point is this team, the, the Redskins team, wasn't going to do that. But, you know, we usually do this as overreaction. So, so let's go all the way in. Do they need to blow this thing up, Jamie? What are, you, what are they blowing up? 
Uh, well, so I mean, the, I, I mean, other than cousins, like what? What's the key decision to to blowing up? Like, I don't, well, I don't even understand. Uh, since I since I assume that Bruce Allen maintains his title as you know God Emperor for life or whatever, uh, it, the coaching staff are you are you getting rid of any or all of the coaches along with cousins? No. Okay, I'm I'm good with bringing the staff back. Almost the I don't have any I don't have any issue with the coaching staff. Really, I mean, the last two games were were rough, but I. I'm on board with bringing Cousins back. I'm on board with bringing the coaching staff back, having like as much continuity as possible and trying to build off of this like mediocre foundation. <laughs> wow. When you put it like that, I totally see where you're coming from. I mean, who doesn't want a house constructed What's the alternative? on a mediocre foundation? What's the alternative? It's to blow it up and like give, give uh, Bruce Allen a, a blank canvas. Or you know what? You know who I forgot about? The real GM. The real GM, Doug Williams. Oh, yeah. I totally <laughs> forgot about him. How's he doing, man? I don't know. I think he's like, I, I, there was a Doug Williams sighting on Twitter yesterday. It's something about like publicizing their like Redskins Legends event in the Bahamas. I think. I, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Winning off the field. File file that one under winning off the field. Sure. Why not? I mean, I, I, I kind of think. Yeah. I mean, I don't think they will blow it all up. But there's part of me that. I mean, I don't know. Maybe it's just a, a, the Joker from the Dark Knight, like you know, just wanting to watch it burn. But like. I don't know. I, I kind of think that they have nothing to lose because if this, if what we've seen over the last few weeks is in fact, or last, excuse me, last few seasons is in fact Jay Gruden and Kirk Cousins is sort of ceiling and average and now floor. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, I, I don't know. I, do we, do you believe that Jay Gruden can, can be the one to get this to an 11, uh, 11 wins? Let's just say that magic number. Yeah. I mean, here's the thing. I, I, I think, I think so. Like, I think he could win eleven games. Um, if if they improve the personnel, I. The th- the thing is, like, I don't know who else you're going to bring in. You know, losing losing McVeigh. Well, I I didn't think they you know they should have like fired Gruden and tried to keep and elevated McVeigh, but losing McVeigh was probably their best shot. He was like a legitimate aspiring. NFL head coach who other team there's a market for him coaches like that aren't going to come to Washington so here's the classic Redskins move is what they do is they go out and they get Matt LaFleur who I don't remember if he's currently coaching under McVay or under Kyle Shanahan he's under one of the two of them Mm -hmm. uh and that's the, the classic move of being like, well, he used to be here and, you know, we didn't get the first guy in line, but we'll get the second guy in line and he'll be just as good. And then he will not be just as good. That would mm-hmm. be the, the classic Redskins narrative. Or the other one is they have a crown Royal field flight out to try to recruit somebody like Jim Harbaugh or somebody and uh, bring him in. Well, see, see the other thing about like being content with, the staff as it is and, and with cousins is I kind of flash back to that like earlier season, I don't know, right about like early October. I remember before all the injuries set in. Yeah. I remember there being a, a Burgundy blog cast. I think it was just a, it was just a one-on-one, just a confessional Brenton Portis. It wasn't a, uh, a, uh, you know, host guest format or whatever co-host format like this. Um, and, just Brent and on the red just for Brent, the truth. Yeah, just just dropping truth bombs on me All right. okay. in my ear. All right. And 
he just went through the whole defense, and there was like seven defensive players or something under the age of 27 who you would be like happy to have on your team. You know, sure. there was like a foundation of a good defense there. And if you have that, and it grows, and you have Cousins, and you've got, you know, the offensive line coming back, then, then suddenly I feel like there, there's a foundation. There's a foundation for, like, average. You know, and build from that. That, to me, is more appealing the altern- than the alternative of, of starting over. I don't know. I mean, it feels like they've been striving to build on the average forever. Uh, and maybe it is time to try a, you know, I mean, it worked out so well for Sashi Brown and Hugh Jackson over in Cleveland, but maybe it's time to try something like a, a total actual teardown and rebuild, uh, at least on the offensive side of the ball. I, I'm not, I'm not really overreacting. I'm not really advocating that, but there is, I do think they are going to struggle to generate much enthusiasm for next season. If they roll back the same group, including Cousins, and I think they'll generate even less enthusiasm if they, one way or another, lose Cousins this offseason. Um, I just don't see any way that this offense, as currently constituted or in any form vaguely resembling it, makes people excited. I would be so intrigued. I, I, don't, think these, I don't think the outcome would be that intriguing, but I would be so intrigued to like the scenario in which they lose Cousins and have to find a new quarterback. Like, what, are they going to do that exactly? Are they going to bring in Tyrod Taylor and try to sell that on the franchise? Like, no. I mean, I think the I think the natural move there, especially as their draft pick gets better and better as they continue to look like this this year, um, uh, is 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 start plan to start Colt McCoy as your bridge quarterback and draft someone. Uh, I know. I really just don't want to enter into that. Like, I mean, yeah, it's great if you get Deshaun Watson, but you could also get Deshaun Kaiser. Yeah, I would rather. I, right that's now, how you become I'd, the Browns. I'd almost rather have Deshaun Kaiser, and at least you can think, well, maybe next year he makes a a golf esque leap. Um, you know, he's young; he's got what to learn. You, he doesn't hold on, hold cost. On. You would rather have Kaiser than Cousins. Um, all thing, all things considered. All things considered. All things considered, including Cousins's alleged antipathy towards the franchise. Yes, hundred percent. I would rather have had a random rookie quarterback this year in hindsight than cousins and put down the tweets, put hang up, hang up the Twitter. Uh, I'm not advocating that like they should trade cousins for Kaiser or that Kaiser would have been better than cousins necessarily, but it, it just changes the perspective on the franchise into something that has a future. Whereas if they, uh, cause I don't think they get cousins on the long-term deal. So if they bring cousins back, it's on one or another of the tags and you've got another one year deal where you, you don't see the franchise building, you don't see a future, you don't see anything. So yes, I would rather have a rookie quarterback. I'm just enjoying like this this consecutive podcast streak that you have of, of pods just, where your your opinion on the on the future at the quarterback position yo-yo. changes each week. It's the I best. am a yo-yo. It's amazing. <laughs> I, I really like what I like is that we're getting it all on record. Not that anybody is ever going to want to go back to listen to any of these podcasts down the mm-hmm. line, but you're really experiencing it with me. I feel like I'm selling the full. Uh, overreaction. I love, I love the cousins experience. By the way, I love this like high-profile sports argument that sits right on the margin, where no one has the right answer, and it just like just oscillates wildly. Like earlier this season, we were making fun of the Burgundy podcast for comparing cousins to Mike Glennon, and uh-huh. now you're saying you'd rather have Deshaun Kaiser. 
It's great. Well, I, I, I love it. I would not rather have Mike Lennon, though. Like, I, I don't remember. He, Hayes keeps saying he's going to explain. Hayes of the Burgundy Blogcast mm-hmm. keeps saying he's going to explain what he meant by Mike Lennon and that we are misunderstanding no, him. No, I don't want him to ever explain. I want it to always <laughs> be a mystery. It's, it's a total mystery. But, but, no, I would not rather have a Mike Lennon or a Nick Foles or someone like that uh, to Kirk Cousins. Mm-hmm. But would I rather have somebody where I'm like, well, he wasn't great this year, but he'll be back next year and they can build around him and they can help coach him up and they can make him grow. And Oh, by the way, he doesn't take up 34% of our salary cap. Like, yeah, I would. So we talked about the offense a lot just then. Yeah. Um, sorry. Sorry. What was striking besides the, the six points of total offense is um, <laughs> that the Redskins gave up something like, I don't, it was absurd stats, like 355 yards in the first half. Um, maybe 30 points. I'm not sure what their first half total was in points allowed. But again, I didn't watch the game because I was in the Uncanny Valley. Um, <laughs> was Did they just get steamrolled? Yeah, they just got steamrolled. And, and I'm going to confess something slightly shameful here, which is that here's how much worse they were than I was expecting. I started Phillip Rivers in my fantasy league last week, in a, or this week, excuse me, in a must-win, a must-win um game to get into the playoffs uh but it wasn't a good play because i knew the defense was going to not show up was going to play badly i didn't realize they were going to play badly enough that the chargers would feel comfortable pulling rivers uh with like a full quarter left to go uh just leaving points on the board uh it was really uh it was demoralizing it was upsetting i really thought that the the skins could at least put up more of a fight than that i mean i mean 319 yards two touchdowns i mean you know he didn't burn you um, I needed, I needed, I needed uh, like Wentz-esque numbers. So four I, TDs. There was some weird stuff happening in the fourth quarter. I thought it was weird. First of all, I, yes, I too did not see the Chargers giving an entire quarter to Kellen Clemens. But I didn't even know Kellen Clemens was still in the league. That was exciting. He's probably made so much money. Um, <laughs> the other thing, though, is like I kept looking down at my tiny little tablet and. Uh, and the Redskins would be punting. They were losing. <laughs> they were losing thirty to six in the fourth quarter. And I swear to God, I saw them punt on like fourth and five from midfield. Like, and then I saw them punt on like fourth and twelve. I saw, there was another fourth and long. And like, maybe you could excuse these like fourth and longs, but they were down twenty four points in the fourth quarter. Don't you just put the punts away at that point? I mean, that's one option. The other option is to punt on every first down and just not even try. In fact, the third option would have been to save everybody a lot of money and time, forfeit this game, stay at home, and donate the travel costs to the Harvest Feast, I like, uh, which would have been just as effective as what they actually did. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. The punting is bad, but everything was bad. Every single yeah. thing they did yesterday was bad. I just, you know, I mean, if you're going to travel to L.A. to play some football, like, play a little football. Throw it around the yard. Dan Fouts is up in the booth just yearning for him to put the air into the ball. Well, they, they almost put him in instead of Clemens. How so here's my question. Was he? I, hate, I cannot stand when the broadcast includes a like ex-player from the, from the opposing team. It happens uh, see, with Aikman all the time. Yeah, see, he wasn't as insufferable as you would think because it was just so nice to be on C- CBS, which has like such a right. stodgy, old school, semi classy vibe. Like, just the, the everybody there is just a wannabe Jim Nance, so it yeah. just sort of pervades the entire network. Yeah. Um, uh, so, so that was okay. But, but here's what I found myself asking because the whole team did no show. 
And when the Wizards played in L.A. the night before and Bradley Beal got off to a slow start, everybody was like, oh, he's totally hungover. He was out in town in L.A. Mm -hmm. and is clearly, clearly feeling the ill effects of it. Uh, And I wasn't on Twitter for the game, but did anybody bring that up? Did anybody mention the possibility that the whole team was just wasted? I didn't see anything of, of the sort. Does that seem odd to you? There was a report, though, about I'm going to mess up all the legal legalese on this, but the uh, like Scott McLuhan deposition has occurred, and he's you know going into whatever like try to yeah. try to get his money back because they decided yeah. to avoid the rest of his contract for the alcoholism. Yeah, which is weird. <laughs> uh, but there's some there's some there's a Jason Lockin for report in there that I it, you know in in the uh, in the process there it came up that there was like. A lot of alcohol at Redskins Park, and <laughs> there shouldn't be. There yeah. shouldn't be alcohol at, at, at the. Uh... So, do you have ex- some experience with that? I mean, that used to be your office. I wrote about it for the city paper when the McLuhan dismissal happened. Mm-hmm. Um, that yeah, I mean, it's it's a boozy job. I don't, I don't, I can't speak either way to what was at the park. I don't necessarily remember that. Um, although I, I certainly would believe it. But yeah, there's a lot of drinking, and there's certainly a ton of drinking when you're on the road. Um, I mean, even if you're just down in the hotel bar, mm-hmm. you know, there's, it's, it's where people go when they travel is right. to bars. Yeah. And also Diageo was a proud sponsor of your Washington Redskins. So, uh, hence all the crown Royal and everything else, you know, you know, I mean, we all know this, we, we know this. Right. I, I find that to be an odd thing to like get in trouble for that. There would be like alcohol, not like alcohol in the workplace. I guess that sounds bad, but every job I've ever worked at, like people would, you know, have drinks at the end of the day on occasion, oh, you know, absolutely. or whatever. Like it, there's a, you know, you're celebrating somebody's birthday or the team gets a big win, whatever. Like you, you just like start chugging Diageo products. Right, exactly. <laughs> straight, straight from the uh, swag coolers that they give you. It's just coolers full of Crown Royal. But yeah, I mean, that's why I'm so mealy mouthed about like, oh, I don't remember if it was on, if it was on mm-hmm. in the offices mm-hmm. or not. Like I'm a hundred percent sure that at some point we were like, Oh man, it's eight thirty. Can't believe we're still in the office. I've got this flask in my desk, kind of. <laughs> but like, to me, that's not that's not the same as as what Lock and Forest seem to be implying. So that's why I'm kind of kind of mealy mouthed. Um, I was gonna say I don't have anything to say about this game, but one thing I do have to say is you were you were hitting me with T-shirt ideas for the Redskins about like uh, basically like the, the the Ministry of Truth or whatever you know sort of thing yeah. about the Redskins. Yeah. Uh, I haven't been following these, this storyline at all. I saw something about like receivers criticizing cousins. Is that the only thing? Like what? It, 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 I guess I guess what, what is what, what is the latest like dysfunctionary tales that are coming out of Redskins Park? I, I don't know the latest because as I mentioned, I'm, I'm off Twitter I, because I'm a huge nerd. I'm in my uh, pre Star Wars post embargo lifting black Twitter blackout. Oh so gosh. I, I, yeah. Yeah. Huge nerd. Uh, so I don't, I don't know. I don't know the latest, but um, I, what it was, was, yeah. So, so there were these reports coming out that the receivers don't like cousins and this, that, and the other. And pretty much everybody that I heard talk about it agreed that it sounded like a planted report. Like it was, it was, it was the leaks, the same kind of like fake leaks that they've been doing going back to, you know, whatever, at least to RG3 and Shanahan and probably before that, maybe Zorn, and I'm just forgetting What is it. the point, though? I mean, if you don't want to pay them, just don't pay them. Well, I think the point is they are always over-concerned with what the fan base thinks. So if they can create a negative impression of Cousins, when they let him walk, you'll get more people to be like, oh, man, we didn't want him around here anyway. That guy, he was no good. Nobody liked that guy. He was selfish. 
and 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 then he's gone, uh, and it's okay. I, the point is, they're not they're not very bright, Jamie. Mm-hmm. That's the point. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know what to tell you. I, I do have. Uh, I, I'm going to do something I rarely do and, and plug my column overtly. Uh, this week's column. If you can make a bunch of T-shirts off of it, that would be great. What is it? Uh, so based on the uh, Capital City Go-Go, the new G League, NBA G League team, I renamed the four major sports teams along similar lines uh, using local elements, preferably singular nouns and non-official place names. Um, so, you know, I, you, that, that, was, that was the conceit of it. it was Wait, is, is the one that you did for the Redskins, is it not racist? Uh, it is. It is not. I try, or at least I. I don't think it is. I'm I like sure. it already. I like it already. Yeah, you, it'll be a vast improvement. So you'll have to let me know what you think of them, and then make a whole batch of T-shirts and sell them. Okay, so you're so you're just going to tease. You're not going to give us the names themselves. I'm just teasing. I don't know if I remember the names themselves. So, uh, yeah, it's I'm really clearly invested in this column. But uh, <laughs> I, I got to yeah. say though, I like I like the uh, what is it, what's the full name? Is it Capital City Go Go? Yeah, the Capital City Go Go. I'm completely, I mean, I'm completely on board with that as a G League team, and also well, also completely on board with the corporate brand, corporately branded league name, the G League. <laughs> I, I only just found out that's what the G was for, yeah. and I was stunned. Like I saw the logo, which is the you know the Gatorade G straight off the off the bottle, and it was just like that is dumb, man. Uh, <laughs> I just think it sounds awesome. Like the D League was fine, the G League is better. <laughs> I think that like the NBA should form a, a partnership with I don't know a Bonchon Chicken or something. Replace the B in their logo with the Bonchon Chicken B. That would be or Bojangles something. That'd be amazing. Um, but anyway, yeah. I also so I like the name. I love when teams like Golden State uh, when teams don't use the official place name. Uh, and and I love like, right. the Jazz and the Jazz and the Heat uh, when you use the, the singular sounding noun. Mm-hmm. Uh, it really makes copy editors miserable, but I adore it. Mm-hmm. So, hence this column. Well, we've we've we're so far out on the Redskins. We're now <laughs> talking about the Wizards minor league team. <laughs> to be honest, the Wizards minor league team, which does not yet actually exist as anything other than a name, is more enjoyable than the Redskins right now. You know what I forget? Just I can't I cannot conjure the name of the DC Arena League team. There's a new. It was just new this year, and I cannot remember the name. Oh, the Valor, who also have a the singular Valor. name. The DC Valor, is that right? I, I think it's, is it DC or is it Washington? I don't know which the way Washington. they went with it. I think it's Washington. I'm not feeling that. What's the, what's it, what inspires the, the name Valor? Well, I mean, they're really valorous, I guess. A lot of honor. It's, it's, it's in with the, all the branding on Monumental Sports. The, all the designs, you know, it's got that same look and feel as the rest of their stuff. Um, it's all right. I, mm-hmm. I, I'm realizing I don't like using Washington for the team names because I feel like nobody calls this area Washington. No, no, I'm, I'm definitely with DC. I remember when the Nats came in, there was like, you know, this conversation around the naming and I was really on board with like the DC Grays or something so, like that. All right. So I'll give you this one. So I, I, cause I love the Homestead Grays. What I wound up going with on this version was the Navy Yard Grays. Ooh, not bad. Yeah, uh, I really drilled down to the neighborhood level on these maps. Yeah, you you went you went like hyper local, small yeah. batch artisanal team name. Jamie, can I tell you something? That is actually my proposed headline for the uh, for the piece. I kid you not. <laughs> <laughs> did, did you write it while growing your beard and waiting in line for some cans? <laughs> like uh, no, a, like I was a special just, release. 
I was just sticking uh, sticking uh, combs into my mustache. But same church, mm-hmm. different pew. Mm, nice. All right, maybe next week instead of football, we'll just talk about all of like the seasonal beers. I've been hoarding beer because the other brothers, Matram, are coming here for New Year's, and we we each have set out on a mission to like gather as many whales as we can. <laughs> That's a, I cannot wait to hear about it. I don't have many to show off, and uh, I may there may be some at New Year's. I'm going to a friend's house who will probably have some serious whales, but I can't wait to hear what you got, man. It's going to be better than whatever happens in the game. Well, actually, yeah, my brother was like, <laughs> this is like two days ago. He's like, did you realize that the Redskins play on New Year's Eve? <laughs> like we're all going to be together. I was like, oh, well, first of all, I, I forgot they existed. Second of all, <laughs> I realized that that could be Kirk Cousins' last game. Also, oh, could be Eli Manning's last game. It's going to be what? like the most meaningful, meaningless game in NFL history. So the problem is that, that you know, obviously you're drinking these beers for a reason, uh, and I understand that. But it feels like just just to do the right tribute, you should break out a Todd around a Todd Collins is just to really uh, say goodbye to Kirk properly. The Todd Collins, which is basically just bourbon and ginger ale. <laughs> but maybe maybe the Kirk. What would the Kirk Cousins be? What would his drink be? Uh, it would be like. Uh, like a beer with like some vanilla extract. <laughs> totally. It's a, I was going to say like water and toast. Uh, <laughs> Maybe a, like just almond milk and like a <laughs> cider beer. <laughs> Love that. A drop shot of almond milk into a pint of cider. That's perfect. That is the Kirk Cousins experience in a nutshell. All right. Well, uh, I guess we both have jobs to do. So let's go to work. Thanks for joining well, us. Our listeners can read you in the city paper follow you on twitter uh you could subscribe to us on itunes but honestly i don't know how many more of these there's going to be we're going to try to finish out the season but man yeah it's uh slow going down the stretch subscribe to the polar express (laughs) local beer uh podcast look forward to all right good talking to you matt bye